Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a conversation about faith, music, and culture. Join Shine.fm's ministry director, Brian McIntyre-Utter, and his 18-year-old son, Jake, around the table for this week's chat. And welcome to The uh, Kitchen Table, where we talk about faith, we talk about music, we talk about culture. My name is Brian McIntyre-Utter, and with me... I am Jake Utter, the son of Brian McIntyre-Utter. And just for the record, those that um, know me from Shine.fm, McIntyre is my radio name. Utter is actually my legal last name. It's just not a good radio name, and that's why (laughs) we use fake radio names. And when I started years ago and started using that name, we had to pay for unlisted phone numbers, and I was just too cheap to do that. And didn't you choose that name because you are in love with Macintosh computers? No, not really. I thought that was it. It's not the same thing. No, oh, I, I okay. had five names in a hat and I drew one. So, okay. uh, nonetheless, the kitchen table first episode. So we thought we would introduce ourselves a little bit. We'll talk about the reason why we're launching this podcast and um, what you can expect um, today on the episode. So, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, my name is Jake. As I said, um, I just graduated high school. So yeah, I'll be going to Olivet Nazarene University to study music education. I'm really excited. Uh, as we, I love music, I love children. Okay. Um, again, my name is Brian. I'm actually the ministry director for Shine.fm Radio Network, and uh, also a professor in communications and multimedia studies here at Olivet Nazarene University. Um, I also am the global coordinator of a global ministry called World Mission Broadcast, where we produce media content, radio, television and all kinds of different web content around the world in over 60 languages and numerous countries. Uh, I've been married for 26 years. This year will be 27. You guys are old. Thank you. Jake is my oldest son. I, we also have a son, Michael, who is eight. Uh, Michael, you think, wow, 10-year gap. Michael uh, was a foster care placement as an infant in our home and uh, became a permanent part of our home when he was about a year and a half old. So he came to us in not quite five months. And so that's our family. Our family spent seven years living in South America, and that's where Jake grew up almost half of his life. Two to nine. Yeah, and uh, so I am fluent in Spanish. It's in Jake's head, but he just doesn't speak it that much. Yep. There you go. And you're listening to The Kitchen Table. It's a uh, father-son podcast talking about faith, music, and culture. The why as to this program. You know, when Jake was a baby, people told me, do not blink. Do not blink because it's going to go by very quickly. You know, when you're a new father, you think, oh, it's not going to go by quickly. And guess what? He just graduated from high school and it went by very quickly. And throughout my life, I've always worked in ministry, a a not-for-profit funded by donations ministry. And I've considered my number one ministry, of course, being the discipleship of my own children. And of course, when you're in ministry, you work way more than you actually get paid for. You're constantly in ministry, uh, especially if you live on a mission field or if you're any kind of uh, ministry organization in the United States. And so you always wish, when you look back on it, and they warn me, you always wish you spent more time with your children in that primary ministry of discipling them. So as I'm thinking about what we can do as a podcast, I thought about, well, what about the kitchen table of having those faith conversations and communicating questions and answers back and forth to each other, where we talk about one specific issue each episode. But then at the same time, because we both love music and uh, we have lived in different cultures, we thought about culture shock. Now, culture shock can be different things. It could be what's happening in society. We might throw in some, you know, global culture kind of stuff too. We just don't Mm -hmm. know. But that'll be a couple segments that we'll do every program coming up later today will be music matters. Yep. That can be a noun or a verb. And then culture shock, which is what we'll call it. Um, So that'll be coming up later today. 
But uh, the why is to get parents and children talking about faith issues. So maybe you're listening to this with your children, your teenage children, doesn't matter. We will try to keep this uh, rated PG in our discussion. And if not, if we're talking about something you might think this is not appropriate for an under 13-year-old, then we will warn you. For example, later today, we're going to be talking about a topic that you might not want your eight-year-old to know about yet. So mm-hmm. so along those lines, that, that is the why, to, to get conversation started and just learn from each other. Here's the disclaimer part. I'm not a professional anything. I'm not a professional pastor. I'm not a, an evangelist. I'm not a psychologist. Uh, I am not Dr. Dobson. I am not a professional parent. Uh, I am just a dad who likes to talk. That, that pretty much does it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do love to talk. <laughs> you talk nonstop. And uh, Jake is a professional teenager. So there you go. I guess I am. Yeah, if there is such a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Your opinion might differ from ours, and you might disagree with us, and that's perfectly okay. Again, we're just sharing from our experience. You're listening to The Kitchen Table. We're a, a podcast, father-son podcast on faith, music, and culture. The topic of today. So my faith question for today will be, if our saving grace is through Jesus Christ then and, like, not our works— then why does it matter what we like, how we treat people and our actions towards events or people? Sure. Okay. I'll respond to that. You can add into this as well. This, I can, yeah. this is going back and forth. Um, let's start at the basics, okay? You've probably heard salvation is a free gift, and there is nothing you can do that will earn salvation. We can't earn it. And we use the word grace a lot of times. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift from God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You've probably heard that ver- those verses over and over again. So it's not something you can earn. It's a free gift. At the same time, many people have taken that idea to the extreme, and I think they've hijacked the concept of grace. It's almost like uh, it's a free pass to behave any way we want. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know, I'm covered. You know, I'm saved by grace. You know, grace has got me. The whole kind of thing. You know, yep. latest song from Mercy Me. Don't hijack. It's not a free pass because Scripture also talks about how we're supposed to live and how Christ is our example and how we're supposed to grow in our relationship and become more and more Christ-like. And that is not a a spectator position. That is a participant position. You have to give something into this. In fact, in Ephesians 2, the the very next verse, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we're created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a basic challenge there. So there's this real uh, balance, this contradiction between faith and grace, and I believe, you know, the, the whole believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Yeah, it's a free gift. But then there's the works aspect out of here, and you don't want to go to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. You cannot earn your way into heaven. You yeah. cannot just do good things and think, I'm going to earn my way into heaven. Mm-hmm. Also, another point of our actions being important is that, like, if we're trying to spread God's word to reach other people, because that's our big goal as a Christian, it's to reach others to know Christ and right. to know Christ more. A lot of the problems with people going to church is they think that the church is hypocritical. They think that they say one thing and they do the other thing. Like, right. Because, I mean, we're all sinners. We're all imperfect. We're not, we're, we're not Jesus. And we strive to be like Christ more. 
But I think that our actions are important because it helps show non-believers that, yes, we make mistakes, but we still care about our actions. The constant battle of the faith versus work. It's faith, yes, but it's faith in action. It's that relationship between the two. In James uh, chapter 2, I really like this. I like it from the message especially. It says, Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half-starved and say, Good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you walk off without providing them anything, so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Now, where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? Again, you can find this in the message, James chapter 2, verse 18 says, I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good. You take care of the faith department and I'll handle the works department. But again, it can't just be all works. I know people that literally do things thinking it's going to buy their way into heaven. And that's not the way it works. You know, I've had family members who lived lives that were great. They did a lot of good in their life but they never accepted Jesus as their Savior. Where are they today now that they've passed on? Again, it's not up to me. That's up to God. But if you go according to Scripture, this is what it is. So uh, again, Eugene Peterson says, Not so fast. Not so fast. You can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand in glove. So it's really both of them. And I would even take it one step further. Because of your faith relationship with God, the natural outflowing of that— Is to strive to be like him more. Well, it's striving to be like him more, but it's also doing things for others. I mean, it is is the natural fruit of our relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ— is doing those works. I mean, it's like the corny kids song, J is for Jesus, O is for others, Y is for yourself. Like, it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're listening to The Kitchen Table. It's a uh, father-son podcast talking about faith, music, and culture. It's interesting that, that Eugene Peterson in, in that passage in the message talks about how you cannot cut faith and works into two separate entities. It's part of one. In fact, yes. he, he calls mm-hmm. it when you try to separate the two, you end up with a corpse. He literally uses the word corpse. And further down in that chapter, it says, the very moment you separate the body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. The very moment you separate faith and works, you get the same thing, mm-hmm. a corpse. It's just impossible to separate those two. Again, back to the initial question of, is it faith? Is it works? They work hand in hand. They really do. So it's like a mix of both. I think so. Um, you know, we're told to go out into the real world, and obeying God is what is important. Mm -hmm. We can't just go out there and use grace as a crutch. Yeah. We go out there, and we want to be more like Jesus. I spoke yesterday at a church and talked about how we complicate this Christian faith, because what God wants us to do in the Great Commission and Jesus' final instruction to his apostles in Acts chapter 1 is to tell others about him. It sets out the strategy for them. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that takes us and what we have to offer when we accept Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Holy Spirit then fills us and then then transforms us into be able to do the things that he wants us to do to help build his kingdom. Now, the cool thing is, um, one, we have the Holy Spirit that will help us in this, transforming what meager people we really are, but we we can't make it complicated. We really can't. 
It's simply this. Use what you have to share the love of Christ with others. And to me, that is, that again, that natural outflowing of the Spirit-filled life, the natural outflowing of someone who is following Christ. Yeah. I think also one of the big problems for teenagers to express your faith out in public is that I was lucky enough to go to a private school, but especially in like a public school, not a lot of people are believers in those schools. And or at so, least they don't tell people. Well, yeah. Or they'll, yeah, they'll hide Because the culture today is like, oh, well, wait, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Christian. Yeah. But I think it's just, I think it's kind of scary because you don't know how your friends will react to that. But I just encourage everyone to take a leap of faith. It's in God's hands. He didn't make this earth just for, to be scared. Boldness. You find your boldness in him. Yeah. Again, it's the Holy Spirit in you. You're listening to The Kitchen Table. We're a uh, father-son podcast on faith, music, and culture. We're going to move into a, a new segment that we call Music Matters. And this is basically, since this is the first program, we'll tell you about how this is going to work. Uh, every episode, we'll do Music Matters. Again, that could be a noun or a verb. I will share a current song that I like and the why. Yep. You will do it as well. What I found, you know, we're from different generations, and even though I work you know, for a radio station that is primarily music, Jake comes up with music that I don't even know about. We always talk about new music discovery. He helps me discover music that is really out of even the music realm that I'm a part of, even though it might mm-hmm. be the same artists. You know, yeah. I, I live in the world where it's radio songs, the songs we get sent by record companies. He lives in a world where it's just like whatever music I can get my hands on. Yep. But then at the same time, during Music Matters, I'm also going to go back because this is what I've done my entire life as a parent. I've introduced older songs oh, yeah. to Jake, and he is like them. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I would have my love for music as much because you gave me, you wouldn't buy me an iPod when I was a kid. You gave me your old iPod. Which had my stuff Which on. had your sticks, your, your striper, <laughs> your, uh, your oldie but goldie songs. Oldie but goldies. And so I think that is what sparked my love for music. The new one for me is the latest radio song for Mandisa. Uh, Mandisa, she was on American Idol years ago. It's been a Christian singer now for many years. She put out some great music, took like Mm -hmm. a hiatus. In fact, um, if you ever heard her story, a hiatus from music where she went through depression and and different things going on in her life. And so came back with a new record, and this one's called Out of the Dark, which is really the story of coming out of that season of her life. But she has a new song called Good News. We live close to Chicago, and we have four seasons. And when you're in four seasons, and this, of course, being almost beginning of summer, music can can really be a part of that when the weather changes. Uh-huh. And so this yep. time of year, Very. we want songs that like are upbeat, you know, that, that you can groove to, mm-hmm. that you can roll the windows down in the car. The summer jams. This The summer jams. There you the go. Summer jams. See? He teaches me every day. The song Good News uh, is, has that feel to it. It's it's what I really like stylistically from Mandisa, that great poppy, almost to the edge of R&B kind of sound to it. Good news, got that skip in my step, feel that beat in my chest, got that love in my life, I'm talking good, good news. She's been praying for the salvation of her brother for quite a while. And she wrote a song on her previous album called Dear John, which is actually about that. Well, 
in 2016, he became a Christian. And when she found really? out, she just went online and just told everybody, she was, you know, this is good news. She wanted to share mm-hmm. it. Here's Mandisa talking about this specific song. Good News was actually inspired by a couple of events that happened. The first is, I have been praying for my brother's salvation for decades. I even recorded a song on my Overcomer album called Dear John that was all about my desire for my brother John to give his life to Jesus. Well, on July 13th, 2016, my brother called me up and essentially said, what must I do to be saved? It was the biggest honor of my life. I can hardly get through that prayer time because I wanted to jump up and down and shout it from the rooftops. So after we said amen and I talked to my brother a little bit longer, I took out my camera and I posted the loudest, most joyful screaming moment where I told everybody the good news. It was amazing reading the comments from people who told me how inspired they were to keep praying for their loved one. It also was beautiful to see the body of Christ coming together and rejoicing with me. That's the power of good news. And that's actually what happened a little bit later as I was listening to one of my local Christian radio stations. They asked people to call in and share their good news. And my faith was built up as I heard people calling in and telling about the great things that God had done in their life. That's what we're called to do as brothers and sisters in Christ. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn. We pray with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we help our stories. We'll encourage them in theirs. Share your good news, knowing, one, that is glorifying God, but it's also edifying your brothers and sisters in Christ. So that is my pick of the new music for today, my favorite right now. All right, so my pick for the new music, you said it wasn't on the radio. It's not a radio hit, right? So Not yet, not but you yet. never know. I mean, I, this is so, my song is The Secret Place Acoustic Version by Phil Wickham. I'm running to the secret place where you are, where you are. I'll sing to you of all the ways you stole my heart, stole my heart. The song is just really about um, how God will always be with you. There's a lyric in, in the song. It's like one of the first lyrics. It's, where will you run my soul? Where will you go when wells run dry? When the wind starts to blow, how are you going to keep this flame alive? It just talks about how God is always going to be there for you and how no matter what time in your life, in the highs and the lows, God will always be there and you can always run to him and he will always be there to support you. That's my song. Great song. I'll have to listen to it. That's a good one. Are you going to listen to mine? Yeah, I'll try. Okay. We have very different taste musically. It, it's very. Okay, let me introduce you to a song. I actually went back to 1985 on this one. Before I was born. I, well, yeah, it's quite a video. See, I really started listening to Christian pop music in like 1984, 85, and I was just starting high school. This is the, the number two song from the, from the year 1985. And it's called When God Ran. Wait, number two song in like Christian music? or Christian like, music. Okay. Yeah. I figured I might throw in some secular stuff here and there along the mm-hmm. way as we do the yeah, show. Yeah. But I'll stick with, you know, positive yeah, yeah. songs. I got, you. And, I got you. and so I'll start here because okay. this song, uh, I love this song when it first came out. It was an extremely popular song in 1985 called When God Ran. In fact, it's been um, covered by a couple different artists since that point. But the original artist was Benny Hester. basically the, the story of the prodigal son and when the son returns to his father. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the chorus is, is just amazing. 
He said, my son's come home again. He lifted my face, wiped the tears from my eyes with forgiveness in his voice. He said, son, do you know I still love you? And so it's just an an incredibly powerful song that goes along with the uh, prodigal son story from Scripture to show the the impact of a song not only being one of the top songs in 1985, Mm -hmm. but then years later, other artists recording that song. Yeah. So there's a song that I know that's kind of it's kind of like that. It's called Apple Pie by Flannel Graph, and it's about the prodigal story. Okay. It's just called Apple Pie. I'll have to check that one one out. That's a good one too. All right. So this has been our segment, Music Matters. And you, of course, are listening to the podcast, The Kitchen Table, which is kind of ironic because we do not own a kitchen table in our house. Uh, we have a counter that we sit around in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I guess. And we have we the, dining, even, the dining Yeah, we have a table, dining table. But the dining room table is currently under remodel in, in the garage being redone. So there you go. The kitchen counter. No, nah, we'll stick table. with the kitchen, kitchen table. table. Sounds better. All right. Uh, again, my name is Brian McIntyre Utter, and I am Jacob Utter. And thank you for listening to this uh, debut episode. We're talking about faith. We talk about music, and finally, we talk about culture. culture. And this is a segment we entitle "Culture Shock." So, um, with culture shock, we try to be timely and what's happening currently in in our world. Mm-hmm. And I think that. What we have to talk about this week can be a topic that you might not want younger ch- children to listen to. So if you do have younger children that are within earshot, you might want to move to another place because we're going to be talking about the um, the topic of suicide. Yep. We have seen Anthony Bourdain, celebrity chef, uh, Kate Spade, who is the uh, fashion person. Yeah. My wife has a purse with her brand on mm-hmm. it, who have committed suicide in the past week, week and a half. And then um, as we're recording this, um, the news is out that um, another 20-year-old actor was found dead. Not sure if it's a suicide at this point. They haven't really said. But Jackson Odell, who has been on Goldberg's and uh, Modern Family, was found. So, um, again. You have Avicii, too, which is music. Yeah? Yeah, he's a, a DJ. Swedish oh, not DJ. too long ago that happened. Yeah, yeah, that was like two weeks ago. When talking about suicide, this is, this is a tough topic. And in fact, if I would have had this conversation when I was in my early 20s, it probably would have been very different from what it is today. You know, I grew up in a time where suicide was not talked about. It was considered taboo. It was considered punching your ticket straight to hell. Honestly, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Whereas today, with the understanding of, and this is a longer conversation that we can get into in another episode of mental health. Yeah. And again, I've come to the point where, you know, it's not up to me where someone ends up. That's up to God. And I don't make any judgment or decisions on that. So I don't make an opinion on that. But um, mm-hmm. my view on suicide, because I've had friends who have lost children to suicide because of mental illness, when someone is not in their full mental capacities, is God merciful? Again, I can't answer yeah. that. But what I do know is because these are celebrities that are always in the news now that have ended their lives, I don't want to glamorize the concept of suicide as an option. Yeah. Because it's it's really not. It's not what God wants. Even now with the glamorization of suicide, I mean, you also have the show 13 Reasons Why, Mm -hmm. which is a very heavy TV show and a very... It's it talks about a lot of tough topics. I mean, there's there's suicide, there's bullying, there's it's just basically anything that is tough and anything that is really hard to talk about is in that show. And I think that the show did a 
a good job with bringing the topic of, but I think they kind of glamorize suicide a little bit because, I mean, the main character, she commits suicide and then she leaves 13 reasons and 13 tapes for 13 people on, like, why she committed suicide. I don't think that was kind of the right thing to do with the main character's point because there's so many in the show there's so many different aspects of like that's not all because in the first season you see her point of view from her tapes and in the second season that just came out a few weeks ago you see the people's point of view like the the reason the people for who are on the tapes and so you see their point of view and you see that their life isn't really together right and so like their life is kind of messy and kind of just messy and they don't know how to control their actions and their thoughts really well and that's just, it kind of affects. You never know what is really going on in someone's life. Well, that's the main thing that we need to to understand is that things are going on in people's lives. And when people, people feel like they have nowhere else to turn to, they have no one to turn to, then they feel like they have no other option. Yeah, totally and so I think as, as parents, as fellow friends, as fellow students, mm-hmm. just communicating with people openly and honestly saying, hey, you know what? I'm here if you ever want to talk about anything. If you see someone that kind of seems down, kind mm-hmm. of depressed, yeah. yeah, just give them that option. Being a teenager, I think it's really hard for high schoolers to talk to their parents. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be a kid telling your parent, hey, I'm so, like, I'm depressed. I don't, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you don't want to let your parents down and say that you're unhappy with your life. Because... Your your parents love you. They want you to have a happy life and have a happy, like, high school career. But I think it's just hard. When I kind of had, like, I was having a rough few days or, like, a few months, I had a rough... I would... I actually went to my youth pastor and a bunch of... I have, like, this little group of friends at church, and they got me through it. And, I mean, yes, I told my parents after that just not like what I'd been dealing with. And they were like, well, we're glad that you reached out to your youth pastor. And we're glad that you, but you could reach out to us as well. Well, yes, I know. (laughs) And I did. It it was, it wasn't like three months after I reached out. It was like, kind of like a week after. Yeah. And a lot of times teenagers don't want to talk to their parents about those kinds of things. So it's great to have the other support system available there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like I mentioned on our stronger together podcast uh, last week that um, it takes, it takes a community, yeah. and to be in a faith community, uh, a church, you have those extra resources in there when even teenagers don't want to talk to their parents, and it can happen. Um, one of the things, and I'm just going to put this number out there, uh, the National Suicide Hotline, it, you know, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you feel like there's no one to talk to, remember, uh, it's, it's not an option that doesn't hurt anybody. One, yeah, it hurts you. It ends your life, but it hurts so many other people. Yeah, it's very so. It affects. Everyone. Talk to somebody. The number is eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Again, it's not a glamorous thing, and the news media and celebrities and they're trying to glamorize this, and it's not. So, that's yeah. culture shock. Again, you're listening to the kitchen table talking about faith, music, and culture. Episode number one, coming to an end. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter account is Brian Utter. That's double T. And Jake doesn't know his Twitter account, but you can follow Twitter. him on, Inst- on Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's Judder99. Jutter99. 
Um, we would love to know your questions on faith as well, because we'll be addressing yes, uh, different please. questions on faith. Uh, again, we'll talk about music, talk about culture, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. We'd love your feedback. Let us know. Thanks for listening to The Kitchen Table on the Shine.fm podcast network from Olivet Nazarene University. Be sure to subscribe for more content delivered each week on faith, music, and culture.